Hello and welcome to the Hubcast, brought to you by MyPT Hub, the one-stop shop, web and mobile software for fitness professionals looking to easily manage their clients and their fitness business. From creating workouts and nutrition plans for your clients and communicating with them and tracking their progress, MyPT Hub takes away a lot of the boring admin and giving you more time to do what you do best and that is to train your clients. I'm Ryan Hallett, the head of support of MyPT Hub, and I have the amazing job of hosting the Hubcast, which essentially means I get to spend time at work picking the brains of the industry experts, not only from the health and fitness world, but from the wider business sector too. As a professional working in health and fitness, you may have stumbled upon the Hubcast and wondered what it's all about. In a nutshell, the Hubcast is designed to inspire you. Whether that's from the fitness professionals who have adapted or scaled their business, to the industry experts that may help you shape how you run your business, from marketing and brand right through to nutrition and finance. Wherever you may be, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm joined today on the first podcast with Joe Mitten uh, with MitFit, and I'm sure a lot of you saw him on our Instagram do a little takeover the other day. So firstly, thanks for joining us, Joe. Uh, thanks for having me. It's really it's a pleasure to be the first one. Yeah, no, I'm pleased it's you. <laughs> um, I'm glad to be here. So, I mean, for anyone that doesn't know you, Joe, um, and anyone that didn't see your Instagram live or whatever we did the other day, just tell us a bit about yourself, your business, your backgrounds, how, how you got yeah. to where you are kind of right now. Sure. So um, I've always kind of I played sport at a high level. Um, I played multiple sports growing up, and I always thought I wanted to be a physio. So I kind of went down the whole college A-levels, applying for unis and stuff. And while I was at college, one of my mates did a, um, did a course, which was a fitness instructor course. And it wasn't like him to turn up on time to lessons, let alone spend his two-week holiday doing a, a course. So I was like, this course must be, that must be good. And I looked into it and because I was really, I was only, I think I was 18 at the time. It was like 100 quid for the course. I was like, mum, dad, I want to do that. It's my backup in case I don't get into uni. Yeah. Did the course and I, and I finished the course and I said, mum and dad, I'm not going to uni. This is what I'm going to do. And they were like, well, 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 like you've done two weeks. Are you sure you spent your whole life banging on about um, being a physio? And I said, no, personal training is what I want to do. It's what I want to spend my life doing. And um, finished my A-levels. The day I picked them up, I had my first interview at a gym, got the job. Um, and then that was a local village gym. I spent a year there getting my qualification. I then went to David Lloyd for a year. Um, learning the trade and then I went self-employed in um, I think it was like November December 2015 um, and then I've been self-employed ever since initially with someone else but then I set up MitFit in June 2016 and it's just gone from strength to strength to be honest it's having not having someone there kind of telling me what to do mm. kind of like I've, I've made a lot of mistakes I've spent a lot of money and I've made a lot of mistakes but it's my own mistake, so it's easier to take. Yeah, um, and like, yeah, so I kind of started out down the physio route, ended up doing PT, and I love every single second of it. I wouldn't yeah. change my life for anything. I genuinely, awesome. I know a lot of people say that, but speak to any of my clients, and they say that I'm just five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. I'm just buzzing around. I'm I'm just happy to be there. <laughs> I just absolutely love it. And like we were saying just before the call, like I've not had a day off since March, and I honestly yeah. don't care because like, yeah. I just love it. I can't, yeah. I, I unmute my clients after every session and I'm like, right, guys, say goodbye. I want to hear you say goodbye. Like, it's the yeah. best part of my day is hear my clients say, thank you, appreciate it, see you tomorrow, bye. Um, I wouldn't change my job for the world. I genuinely wouldn't. 
That's awesome. I love that. I absolutely love that sort of ethic about people, especially when people love their job as much as they do. Um, mm. I mean, uh, you said about the mistakes there and stuff, and I, we all make mistakes. I, I make mistakes on a daily basis, I'm sure, and I'm sure a lot of trainers will, but I'll have to tell you that. Um, but I think the mistakes that you've made, like, do you think there's any in particular that you would have you, you thought, okay, well, not necessarily a, a mistake as such, I wouldn't always say, but I mean, something you would like change about what you've previously done or would you keep it all the same as to how that you've got to where you are now the biggest mistake i made cost me about 10 grand but it sounds backwards but i needed to make it mm. the kind of the route that i was going on with the attitude i had wasn't going to get me very far at all no and it was a massive if i could have made that same lifestyle life kind of life-changing switch without it costing me that money then yeah obviously i would do that but at the same time, it's kind of, it's really grounded myself. And I think the biggest thing I see, and I saw it in myself as well, is that a lot of people that get into personal training, they care about their body. They care about how they look. They, they personal train because they love what mm. they've been able to do to themselves and they want to then help other people. And I think the biggest thing is I tried to run before I could walk. Yeah. I tried, I, I was doing well. I was successful. Um, and I, a business opportunity came came up where I could purchase another uh, a group training program and basically add it onto my business. I rushed through it. I didn't read the fine print and I ended up losing a lot of money because of it. And that was just because rather than being in a position where I could help more people, I cared more about how it would make me look to have two businesses as yeah. opposed to actually being like, am I in a position where I can serve these people? Yeah. And that was a big mistake. And it was, it kind of allowed me to just always take my ego out of it and think, is this going to make me look good or is it actually going to be able to benefit more people? And whenever I go with the benefit more people, it always ends up better yeah. in the end. And you always end up looking better anyway, because mm. you help more people as opposed mm. to being this big, Billy big, you know what, <laughs> thinking that he owns two businesses when in actual fact, he just thrown himself down a rabbit hole that yeah. he took him to get out of. So I think <laughs> recognizing when your ego is taking over and being able to put that ego aside and say, actually, Yes, I might be able to deadlift 300 kilos, but can I help a client feel better when they're feeling down? Or can I can I be a bit more approachable in the gym? Or does it matter if this person can't do that? Or it's thinking about like not necessarily what you can do, because at the end of the day, you're the professional. You should be able to do that. These people, I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't try and fix my engine in my car myself. I pay a mechanic to do yeah. it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. when my clients come to me, I treat that with the same respect of, they don't know how to do it themselves. So they're coming to me. That's enough ego tickling for myself mm. there. I then just remove the ego from it. And I just think, how can I best serve that person? That yeah, no, no. yeah, yeah, no, no, I completely agree with you on that, on that aspect of things. And I mean, like, that's kind of why I asked the question. I just wanted to know, like, I know everyone has, like, makes mistakes and stuff, but like, what mistakes have you specifically made to, to kind of get where you are, which is, I mean, good news and bad news, I suppose, <laughs> at the same time. Um, yeah. I mean, like going into like more recent times with obviously this global pandemic that we've got going on, like running your business over the last couple of months, mm. how have you adapted to that? I know we've spoken outside very, very briefly and you said that you were going into online training anyways, or that it was kind of that process. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm a big, I do the job because I love it. I've already said that. So mm. I, 
I try and make it fun for people while also getting results at the same time. So like I focus a lot on community. We do social events. We have a group WhatsApp. We do a lot of kind of things together. And the second that I realized we weren't going to have the in-person sessions because the kind of the week before lockdown, I was getting like two or three people at every session when I'm used to 25 to 30 people. Yeah. So I was like, right, these guys aren't feeling safe. How can mm. I make this as fun and enjoyable as possible? We had no, I had no idea back in March that we were going to be week nine still in this situation. I had no idea that was going to happen. I thought maybe it was a two or three week thing and we'd be back to sessions. Yeah. And I just initially thought, how can I make this as fun and enjoyable as possible for my clients one so obviously they continue paying me so i can pay my bills but also yeah. at the same time so they feel like they're getting value out of it um and i think that kind of the main focus was that community straight away and we the first week we did two sessions every single day we had expert speakers we did a quiz night we had a yoga session we did all of these things straight away that was kind of like don't worry guys you're not going to be stuck watching netflix the whole time yeah. i'm going to have things for you to do if you want to do it um, and it was just a case initially of just how can we just make this a community and keep pushing to make sure that our clients have everything they need um, mm. and kind of i like to double down on the value that i offer but i kind of like triple down on it and just made sure that like i massively over delivered and what i was mm. giving them so there was no doubt in their mind that they were staying with me did you personally think that at the beginning so i mean you said as well is that like I, I agree with you on this is that i thought it would be like a two week two three week thing and all that did you find it that your clients weren't as motivated as much from when this started or did you not have too much struggle with them like it's like staying motivated because I, I know it's different being in person to kind of doing those the other sessions on live and all that sort of yeah. stuff so just more of a what you thought and how it worked with you your guys initially for a lot of my clients it's just been about keeping a normal routine mm. so like i said we do two sessions a day but for example one of my clients she only ever does the monday wednesday thursday evening so she mm. still just does monday wednesday thursday evening so for her it just feels like normality or as mm. close to that as possible whereas some people like one of my clients she's done every single session that we've run she's done oh, cool. all of them we're over just over 100 sessions we've done <laughs> she's done every single one and then there were some people that were saying like no don't drop it down to half an hour keep it at 45 minutes and i've not seen them in like four weeks even though are you coming on are you jumping on this yeah. is this is that and i just haven't heard back from them they've not jumped on a session so i think it's initially like a lot of the people that were gunning for it and saying yeah we can do it this is going to be class have kind of maybe dropped off and some people that I didn't expect to be involved have actually then kind of really come out of their shell and shown me that um, maybe this is a good move for them. Like one of my clients, she used to do our, our group sessions and then she moved back to Italy. But when she did our group sessions, she was she was always just turning up a little bit late and she was like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. And then she wouldn't turn up and she was mm. a little bit flaky. But she's done five sessions a week. She's in Italy at the minute, and she's done five sessions a week every single week since we started. Wow. And the second she knew that we were doing online, she was like, Joe, how do I get involved? And I think that when you kind of, when you take it away from someone and you show them what they're missing and then you kind of give them a chance back in, I think she's kind of taken it. Whereas some of my clients, maybe because they know it's there, they're like, oh, I can go tomorrow. I'll go in the morning. I'll go tomorrow night or I'll go later. And I think because it's there, maybe their motivation has kind of dropped a little bit. I'm, I'm chasing people up, like the MyPT Hub app. I'm not just saying it because we're on here, but you can message people through there. So I have mm. all my clients. I'm sending the messages. 
I'm getting involved. I said this on my takeover that I did last week as well. Like be there for your clients. Yeah. Some of them just aren't feeling it. Yeah. And no matter what I can say, no matter what I can do, yeah. they're not going to get involved. As no, long no. as they feel happy with how much I've tried to make sure that they stay involved, I'm fine with that. As long yeah. as I know that I've done as much as I can, that's all I can do. Some people just aren't feeling it, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, I mean, that, this kind of ties into what I was saying um, or going into my next question really was like, how have you kept your clients motivated? And I suppose it's just staying in touch with them is kind of what you're saying there like just keeping in touch of her making sure that they're all all right and yeah I've um had this conversation with quite a lot of kind of personal trainers over the last few weeks and it's as soon as this happened like fat loss and results and pbs they've all gone out the window like <laughs> no no one's hitting a deadlift pb when they've only got a 12 kilo kettlebell like no one cares yeah. about that no one cares about how so, much because I'm not heavy that's uh, why <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they care like oh i only ate one chocolate bar today um, and i think that like um just kind of i knew straight away that i just wanted to be like front and center like present all the time and i think communication is key and i like again i, I talk about the app like you i've before i even have done these blog posts and stuff i've been you can literally check your records i've been a my pt hub customer for like a long time now mm. and i really really rate it and i think that like you can, I sectioned all of my clients into like a, into a separate group. So then when I send that a message, it goes to all of them being like, Hey guys, remember yoga this Sunday or Hey guys, remember we've got quiz night tonight. And Mm. it kind of has that opportunity to really message. And I find that because they're expecting to see WhatsApp, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, then all of a sudden this different app pops up and they're Mm. like, Oh, what is that? And I feel like it's kind of allowing me to kind of maybe get in the back of people's minds more than well in the front of their minds more than, maybe they expected. I think communication is key. Um, mm. And just kind of just re- reminding people that like, you are there. And like, I've, like I said, like, removing the, I kind of said to my guys, like, don't worry, when we get back to normal sessions, we can do measurements, we can do targets, we can do goal setting, we can do all of that. Mm. For now, just, just stay sane and stay happy. And just yeah. don't it's mental as well. Your, yeah exactly forget forget that you're putting i mean i'm not as in good a shape as i was at the start of this that's no secret because mm. i've been stressed i've been working i've not been eating the right things like it's been, it's, it's just no one knows what to do in this situation no nah, of course and i think that like if you start beating yourself up about what you haven't done you're never going to be able to see actually what you have done mm. and i think that i've kind of just said to my clients i'm here don't worry about like what results you're getting just try and turn up two three times a week if you can um, maybe do the yoga because that will calm you down relax you and just trying to stay at the front of their mind stay in communication drop them a message every now and then um, and just that's kind of how I've decided to do it and, and it's working a lot of people have said they really appreciate it just knowing that there's someone there mm. reaching out because you can't go and see people mm. like you just can't um, mm. and I think that you can't have that one-to-one interaction but you can have it via the communication avenues that we have nowadays. And I think that, like I said, it's kind of just dropping them a message every now and then and just making sure they're all right. That's mm. kind of worked well for my guys. Yeah, yeah. So like from the changes that you've made, you've made a few changes to your business as well. Hell of a lot of changes, really. Um, what ones do you think you're like go forward doing? Like what's, what do you think you won't lose now that this has all happened? Because I mean, for me personally, like my personal opinion, I don't think, even when like things go back to normal as such, I think there yeah, still won't be, thing. Yeah. yeah, whatever that is now. <laughs> like, yeah. but like, 
it'd be interesting just to know what you what you're going to do going forward like is there anything you're going to keep the exact same i guess you're going to want to introduce a few things back to what they what you used to have i suppose so like i'm a big believer and i run my business based off of two things what my clients want but what i think they need um so what i think they need is obviously the nitty-gritty sciencey stuff that they don't want to go and research they just want me to say do this do that done but also like what they want is they want a community they want support and i think that a lot of my clients have kind of like i said in the takeover we've had clients from over 11 countries across five different continents getting involved because they've moved back to italy another client moved back to india we've had a client who i got her wedding ready last year and her sister lives in america so she's got involved and there's even clients that live literally around the corner from my house and they've been saying like they've got two young kids to driving to boot camp and then doing it and then driving home it's just too Mm. too much time out of their day with two full-time jobs and stuff so like a lot of people have actually said can you continue the live workouts and then um so then if they can't make the physical sessions there are still those sessions there and maybe they might do monday wednesday with me when we go back to normal but then on the friday they might have their kid, they might work from home, but then they can still do it in their living room. So they're mm. still getting that extra session. Mm. And that's the dynamic to my business that I never thought I would add. But it's a lot of people say supply and demand. I like to flip that and say demand and supply. Look mm. at what the demand is and then create the supply. Don't create a supply and then look for the demand. So like my clients are demanding that I, I that. continue the live sessions and I continue doing the like like I said, the Sunday yoga sessions, that's a client of mine. She's the one that's doing it. So if they want to continue that, I'll say to her, hey, Rach, do you want money off your membership? Do you want me to pay you for these sessions? Like, how can we keep it so these Sunday sessions keep working? Do we find a place where we can do it? Are we still going to do it online so that clients can do it in their bedrooms? Like, what do people want? Um, I always say to my clients, or I do a poll in the Facebook group or the WhatsApp, and I'll just say, what do you want? do you want to go out for dinner or do you want to have a, a piss up? Do you want to, <laughs> do you want the yoga sessions in a hall or do you want them in, in your bedroom over the TV? Like, I think it's a case of looking at what your clients actually want and then finding a way to supply that to them. And a lot of my clients have said that they want me to keep the live sessions going. So mm. a couple of times a week, I'm, I'm planning to keep three morning and three evening sessions on the lives going. Um, so that if some clients miss a session or they they sleep through their alarm or their kids ill or they go away for work or whatever or they're not even in this country they can still get involved and obviously from a business perspective that's great for me because I'm then not turning away people but at the same time for my current clients I'm going well I'm giving you a hell of a lot of value anyway how about if you miss a session you can do it from your own living room how about you go into Spain for a week you can now do it while you're there and use they still get that interaction so i can say good work marcus well done sarah good work suzanne like i can still give them that kind of one-to-one support no matter where they are and again like the main point is just see what your clients want and find a way to give them that yeah because that's, I, ne- that's I never thought about switching switching two words around makes so much sense huge difference yeah. huge difference it's like it's what are we i mean it's people wanted gym clothes that they could not necessarily work at the gym and still look great and Gymshark have provided that and mm. look at them they're the fastest growing company in the UK over the last seven years going from zero to 200 million annual revenue <laughs> in seven years that is staggering that is insane mm. and that's because they found a demand and they've then created the supply and yeah. they sell out like that I have clients saying oh my god I can't 
I'm trying to get on and they've sold out in 10 minutes. That's because they've created one hell of a demand <laughs> that the supply lines can't even keep up. Uh, a 200 million pound a year revenue company cannot keep up with the demand that they have. And that's because they've just flipped it on its head and they've pushed that way. Um, and I think that if you can kind of put that into your PT business, even if you've only got five or 10 clients, um, what do you guys want? How can I make this better for you? What can I do to increase the value that I'm offering? How can mm. I make that money that you're spending feel like it's better value? And just ask, just put that question to your clients and just see what they say. That's what I do all the time. Every week I'm saying, guys, do you want this or do you want that? Can I do this? Can I do that? When the lockdown was going to be another three weeks, I said, guys, how can I make this better for you? What can I do? And they were like, Joe, you're joking. Like you've done so much already. And I was literally like, I wasn't expecting that response. I was just mm. genuinely saying, can I do anything else? Mm. And I got about 10 messages saying like, mate, you've done more than enough. And yeah. that was humbling for me. But at the same time, it's good to know that I'm on target and I'm making sure that there isn't, there's nothing else I can offer because I've asked and they've said they don't need anything else. Yeah. But I've had to ask to know in the first place. Yeah. And over the last nine weeks, we've had a lot of, um, so we do live workouts every day. I record them and then I post them into our Facebook group. So then people that can't do them at those times can then catch up. And we had a mess up with the recording. So I basically had to leave a comment and say, right, guys, today's workout is this. You're going to need this, this and this. And they said, actually, we prefer that setup. So we know what we need going into it. So now every video that I do, I post that in. I don't sit there and go, who are you to tell me what to do? That's what they yeah. want. So I make sure I do it. Simple. Yeah. And then they go, oh, he's actually listened. How many times do you go into a restaurant or to a shop and you you don't like something and you say, and then you go in the next time and it's still the way you don't like it. And you think mm -hmm. like, that's a, that shelf is really annoying. It's in the way I can't get in the door sort of thing. And then you go mm -hmm. in a week later and it's still there. And you think like, you feel, you, you feel undervalued as a customer. You feel like they just want your money. Whereas if you can listen to your clients and say, okay, you'd rather a description. How about this? If you have weights, always have them available. If you don't, there's always a body weight um, alternative. But going into a video, you can see on the description what it entails. So you might say, don't like the look of that one. I've got a knee injury. I really like yesterday's. I'm just going to do yesterday's again. And it's kind of that user-friendly experience that kind of speaks to your client. Like you've really got to tune your business to be a listening machine and mm. what do your clients want and how can you give it to them i know that's a really long-winded explanation but yeah that's basically what i've been doing no 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh no i'm just thinking i, I still kept, kept think, thinking about the gymshark stuff and i swear mm. my pt i've missed an opportunity there i always said about clothing as well as a, as yeah. well as a software <laughs> but you know yes, I, know. 100%. Um, I think that, i think that ship sailed unfortunately yeah no i think it has now many big companies out there <laughs> Like Michael Hughes at Pursue, um, and then you've got Ben Francis at Gymshark, you've got Christian yeah. Guzman, Alpha Elite. There are so many top quality companies out there doing millions every year in revenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that sometimes you have to count your chickens and just say, I'll, that. That. <laughs> I'll, count, just, I'll <laughs> count them on that occasion, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we, we you dived into it a little bit here, and I think these kind of questions just tie in together and I, I kind of just want to hear from you this side of things really is I know you said like what's gonna what are you gonna take from this after lockdown's finished but I think it's more like looking ahead like for you personally like looking ahead like when lockdown's finished and all that sort of stuff and you've made the changes and kept the same things going like 
where do you see your business going? Like, what would you like to do in the future? And like, what can we expect to see from you as such? I mean, I know there's a few questions in there as much, but like in a few years time and all that sort of stuff, like what, what, what can people expect to see from you? Not just clients wise, but trainers wise, I suppose. So initially I want to do a lot more things for free um like the second that the lockdown happens again a little bit of a plug for you guys but i set up a little quick home workout section on the app and i posted the link in all of the facebook groups that i was in and i just said guys lockdowns just happened i'm a local pt here are some free workouts and we had over 200 downloads in 48 hours of people just downloading wow. a free workout and then obviously with the the message feature i've then been able to obviously go in and then kind of start discussions and things like that mm. but it was it wasn't even about that. Like I haven't really made too many sales off of that. That was just a case of you stuck from home. You want to work out. I'm qualified. I'm, I'm a proven trainer. Go do this. And then it, I might not directly make a sale off of it, but then it gets people talking, but it also, it's, it's just positioning myself as the go-to person to kind brand of brand awareness, I suppose as well there. It is. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've gone into schools before and I've, I've got a few clients who are teachers and I'm trying to do that more. Um, and again, I'm not going to make any money off of it, but it's like kind of body image is a massive thing. It has been for me. Um, I have Crohn's and I lost 10 kilos in eight weeks last year. And oh, wow. I was asked today if I had any photos of it for an article. And I said, no, I don't. I said that mentally, I just wasn't in the right frame of mind to have pictures of myself looking like a 15 year old at 25. Like it just wasn't, yeah. I didn't have that headspace. And I think that a lot of people now, and I know that the the rate of self-harm in, in teenagers because mm. the body image has def has increased mm. uh, and I want to kind of go into schools and kind of say you're meant to not look great at 13 14 because your body's just figuring itself out like so I want to kind of go into schools and talk about body positivity but also give them something that they can then actually action upon like okay you're unhappy with how you look is it because you're underweight maybe your hormones aren't there yet maybe you just need to give it time is it because you're overweight can you maybe find an activity or a sport that you actually enjoy and then you can get into that a bit more and how can I positively affect as many people as possible but not only the people that can afford me because mm. I I genuinely got in this job to help people and I hate that at times I've left myself unavailable to those who can't necessarily afford to pay for me yeah and I think that that's not a fair reflection on my comments saying that I wanted to get in this to help people so there's i'm going to be looking forward like this stuff that i'm doing for you guys i'm not getting paid for it but i'm giving away my my best secrets on how these pts can grow their business because when i started no one helped me yeah. like no one helped me to get bigger biceps no one helped me to grow my business i had to do it the hard way and it cost me a lot of time and it cost me a lot of money so if i can save people time and money by giving out some great advice um on either their bodies or their business that's kind of my plan it's like how can i help and positively impact as many lives as possible across the globe over the next three to five years whether it be personal trainers whether it be people wanting to feel better in their bodies whether it be school kids mm. um it doesn't really matter who that's kind of that's the goal for me and i think that the lockdown has increased the sense of community in my business and that's something that i want to reflect um and I want to, um, like little things like trying to, it's, it sounds really noble, but I promise you it's not. It's because I feel a bit guilty. I want to start doing charity work. I want to start giving back more to my community. Mm. I've lived in the same place for 26 years. 
I know everyone here, Cambridge isn't as big as you may think it is. And I think that I just want to, the goal for the next couple of years is just trying to do more with what I have kind of thing. Um, and I think that kind of being in lockdown has made me realise that there, there is some gyms that as soon as lockdown happened, they just went out of business. And that's 20, 30 years of work yeah, it's horrible. just gone. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's horrendous. If one of my comments can help someone avoid that, why would I not do it? Yeah. Why would I not sit there and help someone who isn't, whether they're competition or not, if I can help someone survive through this pandemic or even afterwards, I'm not really a great person and I don't feel like I would be happy with myself if I deliberately didn't help them to feed my own ego and to make myself feel better. Because eventually, like I said earlier, removing the ego out of it, you feel better in the end. Mm. So I think that kind of, that's my goal moving forward. And I want to grow my business massively, um, again, to target more people, but also there is a monetary aspect to that. I want to create a lifestyle where I do have the freedom and I can, it's, it's security as well. Like, unfortunately I've, I've not massively suffered financially um there was a definitive dip in our in our financials compared to april's is my busiest month of the year and it was down on last year mm. um whereas every every year it's gone up but this year it's down on last year because of coronavirus we had clients who lost their jobs we've had to advertise and, and do um cheaper programs and stuff like that so there, there has been monetary loss there and i want to make sure that if there is a recession or if this does happen again, that I am more financially stable and um, I have better automations and better systems in place to kind of, I want to essentially recession proof my business to make sure that um, no matter what happens, I'm not affected. If I'm ill, because like last year, like I said, I was diagnosed with Crohn's. I barely left my bed for four weeks and I somehow, and I don't know how I managed to keep my business going, I literally fired someone and then the other guy that worked with me, I fired him because of some other issues. And a week later became so ill that I literally then, that started off the 10 kilo loss in eight weeks. Um, and I think that I don't want to be in a position again because it's Crohn's, it's going to be with me forever. If I have yeah. a flare up, it could knock me out for four weeks and I could have no work. Um, I could not be able to sort of go to work or we might have a recession or coronavirus part two might happen. And, there are so many things that could happen in my life that could stop me from being able to work. And I want to make sure that my business doesn't stop if I stop. Yeah. And I think it's about creating wealth and it's creating a long-term business that a kind of a quote that I've always known is like, you want to work like 90% on your business and like 10% in your business. Mm. So like yeah, if yeah. I'm doing sessions, that's great, but it can't take up any more than sort of 10% of my time because the sessions are the easy part, the one-to-one -one sessions, the group sessions, they're the fun bit. They're the enjoyable bit. That's that one-to-one -one time, that group time. That's the most enjoyable part of the job. It's the programming, the research, the write-ups, the contacting, the lead generation, the, the funnel building, the communications, the sell pages, the emails. The also, it's all of that stuff that isn't the fun bit, but mm -hmm. is the necessary bit. And yeah. I think that I want to make sure that I've got all of those dialed in as much as possible so that if I have a flare up, if this happens one day when I eventually have kids, I want to make sure that I'm there and I can, I've created a business so that my kids can have what I didn't have growing up. And the things that everyone wants in life, yeah. my goal over the next three to five years is to make all of that happen. And I've done well to get where I am. I've done a lot of work to get where I am, but I'm not done yet. And I think that I've got 
another three to five years of hard graft and then I'll be in a position where I can kind of maybe ease off a bit and and spend more time on myself um, mm. and that only puts me at 30 so I've still the goal is to be at 30 and have a business that doesn't require me to be in every day to function and to grow essentially mm. like it's one thing to have a business that runs it's another thing to have a business that runs and grows um year on year without you necessarily like like amazon jeff bezos is the richest man in the world but he doesn't stand there packing up boxes mm. he doesn't do the deliveries he doesn't do the <laughs> drop-offs um he's created a business that whether it's morally right or not is another argument but he's created a business where it does all that for him and he's soared into to um world number one in terms of richest person and there's talk of him being the first ever trillionaire um and that doesn't come from him packaging every single box that comes from systems and getting and delegating as well one thing i will say guys is do not be scared to delegate as scary as it is you cannot do everything on your own sometimes you have to your clients are paying you to do their fitness stuff because they don't know fitness they also might be paying a cleaner they also pay a mechanic they might send their kids to private school. They might have a tutor. Your clients are happy to put their money where their mouth is when they feel that they can get a better job done by paying someone else than what they could do themselves. It's the same for you. If you are not a web builder, do not spend 10,000 hours trying to build your website. Hire someone else to do that and spend the 10,000 hours training clients or yeah. researching on how to be a better PT. Like, don't be afraid to delegate out your tasks to someone who can do it better mm. because there's always going to be someone that can do something better than you. Mm. And again, it all kind of feeds back to the ego thing, but it's a case for me of kind of finding those people that I can delegate tasks to so that my business runs effectively and efficiently while also growing, um, preferably exponentially, but we'll see. Um, and I can then spend more time on myself and I don't have to worry necessarily about, if I have a flare up, am I going to be able to stand up straight? Because there were times where I couldn't. There were times where I was in a boot camp session. My clients are training at 6.45 in the morning and I'm hunched over in a ball because my stomach was cramping so much I can't stand up. Mm. That wasn't great and my clients saw that, but I want to be in a position where I can ring someone up and say, dude, you go in. I can't go in today. I'm not well enough. And they just have that well-oiled machine that just runs like the Googles, the BTs, the all of these big companies that you have they have systems they have mm. they have things that run consistently and that's how they grow and that i think that's that's the plan mm. and i think a lot of pts would do well to to lock down on those as well because the average life of a personal trainer is 18 months mm. people get in the game and on average they've left after 18 months which i think is you know is in all honesty is quite embarrassing for people that say they want to get in this job to help people to have given up after 18 months isn't great but i think that's not necessarily because they didn't mean what they said when they wanted to help people i think it's because they don't know the business side of things and i remember my pt course taught me nothing about running a business it, it didn't really teach me a lot about being a pt either it taught me about health and safety which is great but it never taught me about how to start a conversation or how to acknowledge when a client is upset or angry or how to deal with rejection or how to communicate or how to run a business, what systems are, how to file a tax return. Yeah. All of these things that you actually need as a trainer, you kind of, you're not, I'm going off on a tangent, but um, no, no, I always good. do. Um, <laughs> some people it. won't notice. I filmed all of the, the um, questions 
beforehand for the takeover because I was wanting to make sure I get this right. And they were so long, I had to read them like five times because I just waffled. Oh, this is good. It's good. It's good. There's so much stuff that I didn't even know. I had no idea about. And like, it's, it's good to hear from like, not just as a trainer, but like how you've done and what it is that you want to do as well. And mm. I think that people will be interested in that. Like people love to hear other people's stories. Like some trainers out there might feel like they're on their own right now or might not need some help. And the fact that you, I love the fact that you just want to help everyone. I think that's such a mm. nice thing to be able to do. And I think the fact that it's part of your like business model, like such yeah. a big part of your business model over the next three to five years is 100%. awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Um, mm. I mean, like, I think the last thing I kind of really wanted to ask you just from more of like a personal note and to probably all the people that are going to listen to this is what advice would you give to other personal trainers and coaches and fitness professionals when it comes to running their own business? And like, what, like this is not just you right now. And it's also the stuff that you've done over the couple of years. If there's anything that you could say to people right now that um, any top tips to prepare themselves, not just for now, but life after lockdown as well. Um, what would you what would you say to them? I think I was kind of taught this by one of my mentors. It's called abs, but it's not six pack abs. It's always be selling. And something that I'm massively, massively kind of focused on is like, even if I am in a nightclub, I'm not absolutely wasted being a total mess. I'm there. I'm composed. I might be drinking water. I might have a, I'll always be doing something. Always remember who you are and what it is you do for work like always remember that yes you can go out yes you can drink but don't be an embarrassing mess a mile away from your pt studio mm. always be kind of like if someone needs help taking a shopping bag to their car help them if they need help crossing the, it sounds really kind of juvenile but like always be selling doesn't have to mean that you're always trying to take money for people it's kind of like remember who you are remember what your branding is like I am always wearing something Mitfit. Even now, it's not on here, but it's on the back of my t-shirt. It says I train with Mitfit. I'm always wearing something Mitfit, yeah. whether it's a t-shirt, a hoodie, a polo, and loads of my clients are as well because I'm proud of the brand that I represent, but I'm also proud to represent it anywhere I go. And I think that like you need to always be selling and always remember that people, if you're rude to someone or you cut them off in your car, they might turn up to your sessions. They might turn up and to your sessions and go, oh, I remember you. And you don't want to be that guy that cut them up and swore yeah. at them and was rude. You want to be that guy that even though they cut you up, you were still calm and composed. Mm -hmm. And I think that I'm always conscious of who I am and what I'm doing and how I'm perceived. My girlfriend hates it because she's like, do you want to go do do this and I'm like no because someone might see me she's like why why like, let's go let's go get a take this and I'm like no because if someone sees me although I'm allowed a takeaway if someone sees me doing that I then feel like I shouldn't be doing it and I know that sounds a little bit anal and a little bit too much but I just think that as a personal trainer you have to be kind of always at the front of everyone's minds and you need to make sure that like if you go to a birthday party oh what do you do oh, i'm a personal trainer oh cool yeah everyone whenever you say you're a personal trainer everyone always says i need to get fit i need to do that oh i don't eat well enough you're never gonna unless you're at a birthday party for spartan races you're never gonna <laughs> hasn't got something to say about you being a personal trainer and just say cool come for a trial session let's have a chat here's my yeah. business card or or try and find a connection. Like I've got so many clients over the years 
through referrals because not necessarily because that person's trained with me but because they know I'm respectable I'm approachable um they know that they can ask if someone asks you for help don't try and charge them straight away just answer their questions make sure that you are seen as the number one guy or girl to go to in your area in your gym and be proud to wear your branding if you have branding mm. um be professional all the time i know it's hard now because coronavirus but get your hair cut regularly make sure you look after yourselves don't like don't turn up to work in really scruffy clothes or like just be presentable i remember we my uniform that i created was just black trackies black polo had the mitfit logo on the front fitness coach on the back that was it and one of the guys that worked for me was like, why do I have to wear it? Why can't I wear my, and he had like red trackies. I'm like, because that's not our branding. Our branding is all black with white writing. And believe it or not, we still stood out like a sore thumb in the gym because we were the only people there in all black. But guess what? People saw us, they noticed us. So we had banners showing our transformations. We had leaflets where they could download a free recipe pack. We had business cards so they could contact us. We had our uniform on at all times. We had clients in the gym that were wearing Mitfit. And everywhere they looked, everywhere they turned to, they just saw Mitfit, Mitfit, Mitfit. So then when they think, oh, I want to lose weight or I've got a race coming up or I've got a holiday or a wedding, who do you think they think of? Mitfit. Who's the first person they think of? Mitfit. They see me everywhere and they see positive things um, all the time. And then that just means that when they think about making that change for themselves, I'm front of their mind. I'm the first person they think about. And I think that that's key for personal trainers to know is that if they truly want to be successful, turn up, turn up on time, do a good job, always be approachable, always be polite. As annoying as it is, I've had people screaming and shouting and effing and blinding me at the gym on the gym floor before for something that wasn't my fault. And I said, okay, okay. And then I just walked off. I went in a staff room and I got angry, but I made sure that the members didn't see that because you've always got to be as annoying as it might be and as, as painful as it can be at times. You have to be Jane Doe, the local berry PT who's always approachable, always bubbly, or, or just be true to yourselves, but always remember, remember that people are always watching and people remember as well. Mm. It takes 30 years to build a reputation, but you can lose it in three seconds. Mm. And I think that's a key thing is you can lose every single thing you've worked for can be undone by one fatal mistake. So mm. just always be aware of that. Don't be that guy or girl that's, always out on the lash completely embarrassing themselves be go out have fun but remember that you are a walking advert of your business especially if your name's john smith personal training and john smith is being really rude or obnoxious or drives like an idiot people are gonna find that out and mm. um, so i think always be selling is the best advice and that doesn't mean always selling people into programs but it's your social media your website how you look after yourself, the, the shape that you're in, how you speak to people. If someone asks you for help, do you help them for free or are you trying to charge them straight away? Like every single thing that you do has to have continuity and you want omnipresence. And again, go back to the takeover that I did last week. I talk about this and it's everywhere someone looks, you want to make sure that they see you and they see the benefit of you. And then when they are ready to take action, you're the first person that they get in contact with and that also means that you have to make sure they can get in if you have a facebook page can they message you if you have a website is there an email on there mm. or a phone number or do you have business cards like you need yeah. to make sure that there's always a way for people to get in contact with you it's called a call to action what do you want people to do 
they've come to right i've gone to your website i've typed in personal trainer cambridge i've gone to the mitfit website what's it telling me to do is it showing me a picture of my dog no it's not it's showing me clients working out having fun getting results there's education on there there's times you've been in the press there's a call to action that says book your free call now or book your free testament um taster session now or what are you how can you get that call to action and just kind of that's i mean again i'm i'm blabbling on but kind of just remember that you want to be front and center of people's minds all the time but that also means that you have to have a way for them to reach out yeah. whether it's a business card an email a phone number a facebook instagram whatever um, and i think that's the biggest thing is people can kind of drop their guard and it's personal training is not a nine to five there were days I would get in the gym at 5.30 in the morning and I'd leave at 11 p.m. at night. It's not a nine to five. And I think that once you get over that and you remember that, it's, it's, it's a lot easier. And I think that if you always be selling, always have a call to action, never be rude. As, as annoying as clients can be, they are paying you. <laughs> um, and the final, final rule, which a lot of people don't sometimes don't stick to, and I know that you might cut this out, but for God's sake, don't sleep with your clients. <laughs> I don't understand nearly 8 billion people in the world why some ETs feel the need to sleep with their clients. Well, I hope we don't cut that out. I hope not, but for God's sake, it's not that hard. Like, my girlfriend knows that I'm so obsessed with my business that she doesn't even have to worry about my clients because yeah. she's like, it's not even about the relationship. He loves his business so much that he would never jeopardize it like that. And I think that, like, just, you want to be a respectable trainer and you want people to buy into you and look up to you and you want a successful business just never ever do that well if anyone can just take anything that, away from this podcast that's one yeah, of the things do not sleep with your <laughs> literally that's got to be the, the best number one <laughs> well 100%. i mean joe it's been an absolute pleasure it's, it really has um yeah. I mean, firstly, you're the first podcast. So I hope that makes you feel great. I mean, it could be could be the last. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's happened. It's happened. I was here. So, I love it. I love it. I mean, if people listen to this, and I'm sure they will, and I hope they can see what it is that you're doing as a business. I hope that they can see the advice that you're giving them and how much you want to help yeah. people and how much helping people has helped you as, sure. as a general, as a general. Um, but I mean, feel free to reach out, guys, as well. Like, ask me questions. One, one of my mm. clients, he, he owns a really successful swimming lesson business, and he always says to me, he gives me loads of insight into running mm. a successful business, and he says, I feel like if I give, the world gives back. Yeah. So he puts down a lot of the good fortune he's had to the fact that he's always giving away. And I'm the same. Like, I'm always trying to help people, and then all of a sudden, when I need help, someone actually then helps me and i feel mm. like that's probably because i've always been open to helping everyone else yeah. so if you have questions if you want help on how to grow social media if you want help on how to get results whatever it is come to me and just send me a message to say hey i heard your podcast on my pt hub how do i do this or how can i grow my socials or what you mentioned this how can i do it and just mm. just reach out guys i'm never going to turn you away i'm never going to keep my best kept secrets in because <laughs> at the end of the day i am my best kept secret like yeah you are the best kept secret of your business so if you have any questions just fire away i love it absolutely love it um well thank you very much joe okay. it's been much appreciated um thank you very much for listening everyone and um, i'm sure you can tune in with the next podcast uh, very very soon so thank you very much